0: Champagne Sharks. This is T Trevor. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ricky Rawls, R. I. C. K. Y. R. A. W. L. S. And we have with us D Mills.
1: Hey everybody, it's D Mills. You can catch me on Twitter at MD Mills 79 Glad to be in.
0: And we have with us a guest, Shannon Strucci. If you could just tell the people who you are and where to find you.
2: Hey, um, I am on Twitter at Plenty of Alcoves. I do video essays on youtube and i also make short comedy and horror films
0: and just some quick house cleaning housekeeping i never remember which one it is i don't know if this is going to be a free episode or a subscriber one but in case it's a free episode uh subscribe by going to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks also review and rate the podcast on itunes that also helps and tell a friend and yeah that's basically i'm not gonna do too much uh, house cleaning i want to get down to business and talk to our lovely guest shannon yeah so uh shannon i actually met in person first we met in um new york and it was funny because i had already been a watcher of your work on youtube so we met Mm -hmm. uh by coincidence it was after talking i realized that i'd actually watched your videos it was uh, the first time
2: it ever happened to me it was really weird it was cool but i was like oh, being recognized in person because i knew who you were from you being on Chapo and twitter and stuff but we had never interacted
0: yeah yeah and um you know it's funny the first video i saw of you was funny i don't think you're even talking about movies i think you had a one-off video where you were in your car (laughs) Talking about some fast food. It was (laughs) awful. That was the first one I saw.
2: (laughs) It was. It's a video. um, There's this uh, sketch comedy show in Atlanta called Ladies Night that I wanted to submit to. And I made that for it. And it's not my best work. It's just me eating mac and Cheetos in a hot car in Georgia and like spitting up fake blood and stuff yeah uh, yeah. and i was so embarrassed because you were like do you like do you do car like i think i recognize you do, you do car videos do you do something in a car and i was like oh no that's the worst thing i ever made <laughs> so i was actually i was talking to someone uh who i like really look up to who does like youtube review stuff i was telling them that story and they were like oh i've seen that video too and i was like no why does this keep <laughs> happening um,
0: yeah Yeah, i think at the time i met you that was like the only video i saw saw. then (laughs) then i went back and saw saw the other ones and and Mm -hmm. and they were they were very good they were much more on brand like yeah i thought your whole brand was just but just yeah i thought your whole brand was eating in cars yeah yeah, that was just a one-off
2: oh no it was just like a parody of stuff yeah i do i mostly do video essays on uh film and media like film theory film culture uh media theory stuff like sometimes with more of like a leftist slant and sometimes uh Not, and I also do movie and video game reviews, though not as much. So that is more, like, more, I guess, uh, academic and serious versus just like i said a stupid yeah video, I've seen the, uh,
0: video game stuff but but some of the stuff is too like inside baseball for me because i don't know much about mm-hmm. video games and stuff there's a lot of me that kind of wants to get into video games just so i know what a lot of people are talking about they're great over there's <laughs> it's
2: a very i've uh i'm not like a gamer or whatever it's not a big part like i don't have the money or the time to spend on it and i'm not that invested in it but as far as like a, an emerging art form and what it can do it's uh really cool and just really fun i like video games the whole Lot. yeah
1: yeah to you know video games nowadays man they the budgets for those things and stuff like that approached like the levels of like big but big hollywood blockbuster productions like mm-hmm. and they
0: look like movies i saw a yeah. video game trailer it took me about 30 seconds of the two minutes of watching it to realize it wasn't a movie
1: yeah I man, they're using voice actors expensive mm-hmm. cg effects all kinds of stuff now man it's it's really became it's become a huge uh, enterprise now man it's insane that where it's come since the days of like donkey kong and stuff like <laughs> that
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know it's funny i like those games better not because maybe they're, i don't know the objectively better but just because i can actually play them like Mm-hmm. I go to my gamer friend's house. He tries to make me play a game and there's like 12 buttons now. <laughs> and the <laughs> so them last... get really complicated. Oh my God. I- I'm like, how can you keep track of what all these buttons <laughs> do and use them like seamlessly? You uh, sound I... like a 70 year old. Oh, dude, dude, I totally am. When it comes to video games, I am because the last system I owned was a Sega Genesis oh Mm -hmm. damn yeah (laughs) yeah the big innovation was three buttons like like i got out of video games like very early on uh i just uh like the the last video game like that i played like religiously was like uh super nintendo Mm, yeah Yeah, so um, when i go to my friend's house and now there's like there's like two joysticks not just one joystick but two joysticks on top and Mm. then you have to use your remaining eight fingers to like push (laughs) buttons too i'm like oh god i I can't (laughs) yeah there's a lot of
1: manual dexterity involved in the process man it's crazy but um i used to play heavy when i was younger too and then i got away from it like maybe like after super nintendo like around the the era of the n64 and the uh when the first playstation came i was like the last time i seriously played video games and then i got out of the hobby and then i just recently believe it or not got back into it because oh word yeah yeah nintendo came out with this thing called the switch Oh yeah. oh, yeah, but
0: I heard the Switch is better, much more user-friendly. In it.
2: it is.
1: Well, for me, it's just because um, it fits my lifestyle now. Like, I don't have a lot of time to sit in front of a TV anymore, you know what yeah. I mean? So, But, like, this thing, it lets me play games. I can take it on the go. I can, you know, play a little bit on my lunch break and things like that, whereas, like, you know, when you just have that home console, you know, you'd have to sit in front of the TV for hours, and then when you leave to go to work, you know, you kind of get out of the rhythm of it, and then, you know, next thing you know, you're not even bothering to pick the game up and finish playing it with yeah, this, yeah know, but i heard the wii and continuity. the switch I
0: heard the wii and the switch are very geared toward like casual gamers um anyway because i tried the wii and the wii i totally could play like so I, <laughs> I knew it had to be dumbed down i'm like i'm like if i get this i know it's gotta be dumbed down
1: like i hated that thing to be honest <laughs> it was I too simple it. yeah the well I, I just didn't like the idea of you know the, the whole waggling around you know like a magic wand or whatever like you're trying to do magical incantations i just that never caught on with me but my kids loved it
0: though oh but with the Wii, there's some games where you can turn that wand sideways and use like an old school nintendo controller so those are the games i used to like play the most on the thing okay but um before we talk about the subject of today's show which was um james gunn i wanted to give a little update on something that came up the previous episode it's been um it's been I've gotten more feedback on why everyone thinks I'm fat. Uh, I don't know. If you're aware of this are you are you aware? Thing. Are you aware of this, sh- uh, Shannon? I saw it
2: because I, I remember I was like, I didn't. Well, yeah, I, I saw you talking about it. I am aware the, the, of it. The first I thought time it was funny. I heard
1: of it was uh, the, the episode where you t- where you talked about it. I, I didn't even know that was like a thing. Oh,
0: yeah. It's been an ongoing thing. Uh, from the time I first put a picture up, everyone just kept writing, wow, so you're not fat? And I was like, that's,
1: that's interesting. And then, well, we uh, talk about food a lot on the podcast. So maybe it's maybe what it is.
0: Uh, so here's some of the feedback I've gotten so far. Uh, one person tweeted, because I brought it up on air, I said, I assumed you were fat because of your voice too. It sounds like you're talking past a fat tongue and gullet. <laughs> Love the show though. <laughs> and then someone gave... Uh, a three-part list. They said, <laughs> regarding the fat-ass image, I have three reasons slash theories. And they all say fat-ass. They don't just say fat. <laughs> oh, my they God. They add an ass to it yeah Damn. one most podcasters slash by the way these are fans these are all like people like subscribe right, and everything right, so right, so right. uh i can imagine people who like actually don't like me have to say <laughs> right. about your voice specifically <laughs> yeah regarding the fat ass image i have three reasons slash theories one most podcasters slash internet folks have an image of being in their basement overweight and alone two you have a slow drawl that sort of makes it sound like you are a bit overweight three you also have a thing when you talk where it sounds like you have phlegm stuck in your throat. It gives off the impression that you have a lot of fat <laughs> and that is what causes it. <laughs> Hope that adds light. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't even know what, about the phlegm thing. I don't even know what to do about wow, that. <laughs> like i have no idea what that means like uh the whole oh, oh, thing I, I don't know but i was I was, think, look, I was, was looking
2: at the thread you had and i think people have a very stereotypical idea of what a fat person would sound like because i was thinking about people in my life who are skinny versus fat and they don't sound that different It's if someone's rib cage is really big or if they're tall they have a deeper voice but if, i was like i used to weigh a lot more and i sound the same so i was just like i don't know man people are I, I, really strange about stuff
1: <laughs> yeah like i, I never would have thought that you know somebody was fat based on how their voice sounded you know maybe like if they were breathing heavy, breathing though, heavy yeah mm-hmm. like,
0: <laughs> like like tony soprano on the sopranos he kept gaining weight as the show went on and he would start breathing heavy as he spoke but his mm. voice actually sounded the same he would just sound mm-hmm. like he just needed a breath but <laughs> I, I, I don't know about James having Van an actual Balfini. fat Heaney. tongue I mean, I mean do people gain weight in the tongues when they gain weight i think yeah. it's mostly yeah.
2: muscle i don't think so. i don't think that
0: are yeah, yeah. Yeah. you vocal cords?
2: Don't change. I don't know. I, like I said, no, I, no, think I think people are just being... No, I, th- I
0: think she's right. I think a tongue doesn't like accumulate fat. I don't know. No. Like no, I, I, I imagine, said, I used so. to I weigh like
2: 30 pounds more. And my uh, a lot yeah, of stuff so, about my, yeah, my body was different. A, but my vocal and cords... And some
0: people said my voice sounds tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your voice sounds tall. Yeah. I'm, I mean... I'm six one, so I guess that's kind of true. But I don't believe a voice can sound tall either. But
1: I think people just have, it based on their own life experiences and imagination, and they let you know their imaginations fill in the the rest. You know what I mean? And like, then
2: they tell T all about it,
1: right? Yeah, other yeah. weird
2: ideas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even in that thread, a lot of people chimed in to say, uh, "I just want to chime in to say I thought you were fat too." But now I don't know if just doing it just because it's now it's funny yeah, uh, yeah. Or, 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 <laughs> I think now it's just become like a fun thing to do, so um yeah um so please uh I think I've gotten enough feedback. I don't need any more <laughs> uh, <laughs> theories <laughs> Uh, But yeah, going back to the James Gunn thing, uh, I'll let you um, describe what happened, uh, Shannon, because you've been doing, I think, more reading than us on it.
2: Uh, Well, here I have the where's the tab I have open. So he James Gunn had these tweets from like 2009 to 2011 that were like about they were just like edgel- edgy edgelord jokes about like pedophilia uh using the word tranny stuff like that and then he had in 2011 he had a blog post about the x-men i think that was like really really homophobic like trying to be funny but just like edgy humor and in uh around our 2011-2012 glad reached out to him and was like hey this is really inappropriate and then he gave what seemed like a really sincere apology and he never had any posts like that after 2012 and then a couple of weeks ago mike stranovich uh and all those freaks whatever dug up all these tweets and uh made a huge deal out of it uh ted cruz was implying he was actually a pedophile he got fired from the guardians movies for stuff that he said what is it the oldest ones were like nine years ago
0: i think the latest ones were like 2012 right
2: yeah yeah there's one right there uh eagle snatches kid is what i call it when i get lucky that one was 2012 (laughs) from looking at the screenshot so six years ago
0: I mean, the weird thing about those jokes is they weren't particularly even funny, really. <laughs> they weren't
2: fun. They're not, none of them are clever or funny <laughs> yeah, at all. Are you in and they weren't uh, just
0: unfunny because they were offensive. I'm not saying that. I mean, like, just objectively, like, you know, unfunny. Like, I listen to um, Come Town sometimes and that podcast, and they make pedophile jokes where whether you find them offensive or not, they'll actually be, like, kind of funny. I mean, I mean mm-hmm. they'll be funny jokes. Like, James Gunn's ones, they weren't, they were just edgy. You know, when the edgelord thinks it's funny just because it's edgy, they were like that mm-hmm. kind of, uh, where there wasn't a real setup or a punchline or anything particularly clever outside of the fact that there's pedophilia going on.
2: I think it was, uh, Jordan Searles on Twitter was talking about if you go to an open mic, this is the kind of, like, the, the, just, like, unfunny, like, I'm being transgressive stuff.
0: Yeah, 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 it's like, it's funny because it's transgressive, and not, Mm -hmm. you know, in spite of being transgressive, yeah, that type of stuff, yeah,
1: but did you see any of the tweets, D? Um, you know what, oddly enough, I've seen, um, I think I just saw the Dave Bautista thing, other than that, I haven't really, uh, paid too much close attention to, I knew this was what was going on with him, but, Mm -hmm. uh. I haven't been looking at any of the tweets. Uh right, here here, are, here was are there, wasn't there like a video or something that um, or was that I, a different situation? It.
2: He linked a video and he said, he called it like a pedophile, something, he made an implication, it was like an orgy or like a bunch of kids having sex or something mm-hmm. like that. And then uh, all these people were like, oh, it's, you know, he linked a pornographic images of little kids. But it was really, it was like a chorus of, of girls singing, I touch myself. He oh, was making wow. a bad joke. But then of course, like that gave all these people the opportunity to be like, oh, I don't really know what he linked, but it was probably like a pedophile orgy. It's that, that's what happened with the video.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Cause, because I saw another video where it was like a guy I think he snuck in through a window and then he simulated like he was having sex with a child or something Th- like that. That some- was Dan oh. Harmon. Yeah, that's Dan oh, Harmon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That
2: was- they went after him and Michael Ian Black right after they got James Gunn fired.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
2: They're expanding. Yeah, that was the Dan Harmon thing.
0: Yeah, which didn't raise the question: Why are so many of these guys like into <laughs> pedophilia jokes? Like, you know, it's very, mm-hmm. it's very weird. It, well, yeah, Dan um, Harmon video.
2: He, I mean, Dan Harmon tried to ruin a writer's career because she wouldn't have sex with him. a couple years ago and he that didn't get him in trouble at all but the 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 weird pedophile jokes he deleted his twitter that kind of made me mad that he actually did something really reprehensible and no one cared that much yeah
0: Yeah, he's 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 pretty jerky he here's some of the um Mm -hmm. tweets that uh ted cruz put up from james gunn you know as if ted cruz really cares about this stuff but he said this hotel shower is the weakest ever felt like a three-year-old was peeing on my head (laughs) Uh, uh, three men and a baby they had sex with hashtag unromantic movies it's like one of those hashtags where you take an existing title and make it like unromantic so he changed three men and the baby to three men and the baby they had sex with let me just read one more he said oh he goes hashtag sad children's books the hardy boys and the mystery of what it feels like when uncle bernie fist me but i mean these are all kind of funny but he wasn't actually like you know seriously advocating pedophilia i mean it was tasteless but he was just bringing it up to be funny which is um i mean it's bad but to me the key of it was he apologized for it like years ago Mm -hmm. and he hasn't done it since you know and one of the things a lot of these alt-right people who were doing dishonest arguments were doing was they were going into people's threads and saying well seems like you guys have some hypocrisy going on libs uh because you are against roseanne and you want roseanne fired for saying bad bad things but now you're defending uh him like make up your mind then people were just (laughs) responding like well in one case because Roseanne and Trump were saying the things down to the wires and like just yesterday and they didn't apologize until after they got fired whereas this guy apologized like six or seven years ago and actually hasn't done it uh since and then they would just change the subject which is what they do when uh Mm -hmm. like they would just respond with things like well just say you hate conservatives and get it over with you know (laughs) like like, (laughs)
2: all right yeah Yeah, and roseanne's comment was like racist there was a a clear like intent to hurt yeah and and, and and aimed at a
0: specific person like like it was it wasn't like gun was saying was was telling a a young person on the internet well i'm gonna molest you or yeah 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 like roseanne's thing was target was racist and targeted at like a specific human being and it just happened like last month or something
2: and her feed was crazy too all the, like Pizzagate and QAnon stuff like it wasn't a yeah. novelty either or a joke it, yeah, yeah she's
1: been uh, she's been nuts for years now you know <laughs> Roseanne yeah. is You know, I think it was her that was she did some stuff where she dressed up in like a Nazi regalia Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, too. So, I mean, you know, nowadays it just seems like there's no statute of limitations on, you know, digging up past information on people, particularly stuff that they've written online tweet, especially with Twitter. I don't know why it is with Twitter, man. Like you go back and you find tweets from people from like 2011, 2010, things like that and then they'll pull it up and say, oh, this is what this person said. The person may have totally forgotten about those tweets or what have you. I found old tweets for myself.
0: Yeah, I found old tweets for myself because I actually deleted like my old tweets. Mm -hmm. I found old tweets, I'm like, wow, this is stupid. But that's Mm -hmm. interesting about Twitter, there was a period where just nobody knew how to use Twitter. Like, And there's two things that work against Twitter is that it's total impulse shit. You can just tweet the most impulsive shit when you're bored. And in the beginning, when you have no followers, it's really easy. Like, you know, there's no one to be like, well, that's wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? And then the second thing is from like a good period of time, like 2008 to maybe 2010, just nobody knew how to tweet. I think it was just like Rob Delaney and like Kelly Oxford, like the only two people (laughs) at the time could actually like tweet like pithy and funny things. And That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was just making like really bad jokes were talking about what
1: they were eating like it was uh, <laughs> yeah 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 people yeah. were trying to tweet like they would write on their facebook and shit like that
0: yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah people were tweeting at, like the facebook wall or whatever Like just like kind of corny jokes and corny things like, like i think i had a bunch of like inspirational quotes like an ironic <laughs> like like real real like um buddhist stuff and yeah it was it was terrible like not as an actual language and style to twitter you know right yeah and
2: like uh social mores like what you're supposed to do and not supposed yes to
0: do.
1: very true yes exactly
0: yeah. exactly so what you're feeling on um what's been happening with not just this but just the overall culture like gaming um uh, the pe- these social justice types who are kind of uh, making examples out of a lot of people and letting themselves be weaponized by the sonovitches of the world i mean because to me i would think common sense if you're like some social justice black woman or minority or queer tumblr type you'd have more hatred for a Sonovich or a milo than you would for a james gunn But that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh,
2: Maybe people don't want to dig that deep or think about it. They consider it a win if a, you know, like a a straight white guy who said something problematic. Well, then he's a bad guy and he needs to be gone. And this is an opportunity rather than like this is Mm. a alt-right person weaponizing something to someone who's maybe not that bad of a person. And they will keep doing this and they're not they're just going to keep they're going to get more emboldened. I think people don't want to look at the wider context. They don't want to think about like that they're just supporting a corporation they're not doing like how this isn't going to help anybody this is going to make everything worse this is not like an opportunity for something good but people i guess they they're so desperate they'll take whatever they can it's also
0: weird what a church like marvel and dc these things are to these people because they seem to have more loyalty to the corporation and just the concept like they really love marvel movies and whatnot more than they actually like the talent because I saw things online where people were saying, Oh yeah, good job, Marvel, getting rid of James Gunn. Uh now you can get like a woman of color in there to mm-hmm. do it instead or get a queer person. Here's the trans person you can hire. And I'm like, okay, if you like the characters and the movies, you owe more to James Gunn than you do to the Disney executive who's, you know, in the office, like, you know, counting beans. Like like those those were his written and directed uh movies. I mean, I know that disney gives notes and whatever but i found it weird how people were kind of siding with this and also if it's about like white male tears i mean on one side you have uh sonovich who's white male and like alt-right and like and a, I think have,
2: had, like a convicted rape or there, he had rape allegations or something. Yeah, yeah not just jokes like he's like oh, a monster damn. yeah something like I, I haven't read ball.
0: it and he's had the jokes and he's had the jokes mm-hmm. too in addition to but like you said not just that but he's had the actual al- allegations allegations and then those people those bean counters at disney like if you look at that board it's all like white guys that are Mm -hmm. those executives you know with a handful of uh other types so it's like even if your thing is about white male tears or whatever on every side of this is basically white white men so Mm -hmm. it's not like you're rooting against the white men in favor of some non-white people it's it's very bizarre how these people are as far as siding with corporations and like not saying James Gunn is poor or you know a working stiff, but he's much more closer to in this scenario of all the parties involved. He's much more closer to the working guy than the Disney exec, you know
1: mhm, yeah.
2: And people are like, oh, just like, oh, well, replace him with Taika Waititi. It's like, let's not analyze what happened at all. Let's just move on. Let's just like, oh, here we go. Here's an opportunity. It's like, you don't just like stop and think about what's happening right. and how this is going to be further. How everyone who has ever said anything remotely offensive to anyone, whether it's like the Sarah Jong thing with the white people jokes.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like we have proof that these people will do it to a woman to mm-hmm. an to an asian person they'll do it to leslie jones mm-hmm. so like why would you want to reward any of their insincere trolling tactics knowing full well that if if a minority or queer or female voice does get replaced they're just going to get it even worse like that mm-hmm. asian woman from star wars just got driven off of instagram like you're better oh, off man. fighting against these aren't all right people just because they're going to end up coming for the people you like as well down the line and they're probably going to come after them harder
2: because they're easier targets and they have yeah. like James Gunn will have other chances these other people like are they like you know it's a lot harder for them and because I do think I obviously Hollywood does favor straight white guys and I find it frustrating as a woman but you need, like I said you need to look at this bigger picture and people don't want to
0: yeah and, and something that's interesting too and what I mean about them just so in love with corporations and brands so un unquestioningly like uh in love with them is there was this tweet talking about and it was a tweet by a guy who looked uh black and queer but it was a tweet attacking zoe saldana for sticking by james gunn and also the rest of the cast and there's the guy Batista, who uh is hispanic you know and, and zoe saldana is uh Black, a woman and Latina. And these people, all these like Tumblr types, like the replies were full of people with like, you know, half the shaved head with the purple hair or like um rainbow profile pics and black like black women and stuff. But like like they all look like kinda like nerds, but nerds of color or queer nerds or whatever. And they were saying stuff like, Fuck Zoe Saldana, she can go too, fire the whole cast. You know, uh, they don't need them. Like, you know, bye, bitch. And and all this shit. I'm like, whoa, like, aren't you guys supposed to be all about representation whatever? Like, you so want to get this guy, James Gunn, like, taken down and get the white male tears in favor of getting some voice you like better to, like, direct and write the next one. That you wouldn't just see like the whole cast get fired, including the black woman in the cast. Like it's, Mm -hmm. I don't understand what these people want. They just seem to be kind of miserable and reactionary. They're very reactionary. They're,
2: They're so reactionary. It's just, well, it's like this kind of person is good. This kind of person is bad. This person did something bad. They have to be excommunicated. Everyone who supports them is my enemy and they all have to be ruined. They have You have to be destroyed. I get, like, even at my level, if I say something people don't like or if I'm friends, if I barely associate with someone, I get very angry messages from people because it's about control. It's and, not and about it, doing the right thing. It's about controlling people.
0: And what's interesting about them, too, like, they get mad at the Guardians of the Galaxy cast for being... uh having loyalty to this guy who you know did a lot to give them a a big break Mm -hmm. and who they realized was instrumental to the to the movie's success um more than because i think a lot of these people they think these characters are actually real so they think the (laughs) characters just show up and just and just act that's the way they act they really think these people are like real like you know like like there's people like writing them like you know you know like they think like these these characters like james Gunn just showed up and recorded them like it was a reality show like you know Mm -hmm. the characters just showed up and just lived out their lives you know and then uh james Gunn was just there to just capture it but i mean he pretty much wrote and retooled and did whatever yeah but i think because these people are kind of not loyal to anybody themselves they can't understand anybody being loyal because they turn on their own all the time. Like I noticed a lot of these like online, like geek activists and stuff, they're always quick to cancel somebody for something that they were just friends with last week. Like another mm-hmm. activist mm-hmm. or, you know, another, um, figure on the scene or another YouTuber, like they're always canceling each other. Even like they're so-called allies, like, you know, or whatever, or excommunicating somebody new who was, you know, on their side, like they eat their own. So, I can see why they would not understand why somebody would actually be loyal to somebody. You know what's interesting with these people? Uh Shannon and I were talking about this before we got on air. But we're but we're seeing how there's like two types of these types of people. And there's the types who are aspiring to break in. They want to become a writer at Marvel or DC or they want to do screenplays or whatever. It happens at a high on as high a level as like Roxanne Gay. Like, you know, Roxanne Gay will be like, um, she'll critique like a, a movie or a hiring decision and, and then she'll add, hey DC, hire me to write back, girl. Like, you know, like the campaigning for
1: jobs. <laughs> so it's always and, a constant self-promotion. With yeah, the but, but, or whatever. yeah, but at least
0: with those types, they'll be kind of loyal to their own. Like if Ava DuVernay gets a break, Roxanne Gay will be like, go Ava, Black mm-hmm. Excellence. Like, you know, whatever. very
2: supportive of other people. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, like they might cheer the downfall of like some white male tears, but overall, they won't go too hard because they want to get hired and they know like, Some of these white people are gonna be the ones who're gonna hire them, (laughs) and they also have friends that they want to see get put on. Because if those friends get put on, they might reciprocate. Kind of like how Tanahashi coach got Roxanne Gay hired. You know, they want to hook each other up. But then there's a second type who are not trying to break in. All they want to do is get the narcissistic, the narcissistic supply that comes from getting retweeted or retumbled or getting replies or going viral. So those types, I think are the ones who really don't have any loyalty to anybody and just want to kind of not only tear anything down, but they see anybody breaking from the pack or, Anybody climbing out of the barrels, you know, you know the whole crabs in a barrel thing. Mm-hmm. They view it as some kind of betrayal. Like you know, if you don't stay kind of broken and attacking, like like they are, and I think those are the ones who most like. Um, oh, it's great. jim's gun is getting fired. Now they'll hire like you know. X, Y, and Z person, then X, Y, and Z person, they'll probably turn on them next year anyway.
2: I I've been really impressed by how Bautista has responded to it because like I don't know him as a person, like I don't know how he treats people in his personal life, but he's he's saying today like if they don't use gun script, then he considers his basically considers his contract void. He's like if they don't use the script, then I'm out because he's legally obligated to do it, and I think especially like as a man of color, like he's like t- calling Disney. Uh it's something about like Disney making him nauseous and he keeps calling uh Cernovich a cyber Nazi and a fascist. And like I Mm. that's scary to do for him, I'm sure. And I just have so much admiration for someone who was just putting he was talking about like Chris Pratt is saying he's praying about this and he's like, No well I this is I don't have time to do that. Like I and I was like wow that is odd. That's so yeah,
1: He gave a he gave a definitive statement. Yes. I mean, without any qualification whatsoever. And you 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 really don't see that a lot. Yeah. Like, people do things for self preservation. You know, they'll give some politically correct statement. You know, let's see what happens. Let's wait until all the facts come out, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, he for him to come out and give that strong of a statement in support of James Gunn, you really don't see that a lot. So I, I say bravo to him. Uh, he, he displayed a certain amount of integrity. Mm-hmm. that you just don't see.
0: And I wonder how much of the other people coming out in the cast too uh, took the cue from him because he came out very early and very strong and very unequivocally. And after that, that's where I started seeing so many other people in the cast come out. And a lot of times it was like, People will stay quiet on this stuff, you know what I mean. And um, I noticed after he came out, a lot of other people in the cast, including Zoe Saldana, Kurt Russell, and others, came out very strongly too. And I, and I, I like that the idea that it just takes some people to kind of speak out, and it's like a chain reaction like that.
1: Well, I can understand the reluctance. I mean, let's speak, Oh let's yeah, totally. Speak honest here Mm -hmm. you know anything to do with any type of pedophilia you know that's jokes or not you know that's a very touchy subject um and something that you know particularly if you're a well established actor or actress you know you want to keep that public image squeaky clean so to speak and you don't want to be associated with anything like that so you know from that perspective i can understand somewhat the reluctance to come out and give a definitive statement like that but at the end of the day it it seems like to me that cast is very tight-knit you know, they, it seems like they're a very close group. And um, you know, if you're really a friend with someone on and off screen, man, you're gonna come and you're gonna stand behind beside them unequivocally just like Batista did. I mean, that's you know well, one
0: thing I found interesting was a lot of people got really upset with him, like, you know, like F you Batista, whatever. Uh and, and like I said before, people are like, you know, you can go, uh, you can let the door hit you where yeah. um you know it's or whatever and what, what i found so very interesting guardians of the galaxy was not a huge marvel property it's not the kind of thing that a lot of casual fans yeah. were into it was kind of like a cult hit at marvel like a sleeper hit like that movie pretty right. much made most of their mainstream fan base it wasn't like spider-man or captain america where they have like millions of fans naturally uh irrespective of the movies so i'm very taken by this idea of there are people who consider themselves guardians of the galaxy fans and i refuse to believe even a tenth of them (laughs) were fans of this before i didn't know i'd never heard
2: of it as like a casual comics fan know what? when when they
0: announced the movie i remember me and a lot of other people were saying wow this could be marvel's first flop (laughs) nobody's into guardians of the galaxy like they're like a very cult uh thing so it's like he deserves a lot of the reason for them being fans of it so it's kind of weird the idea that you're a fan of the movie but you're treating james gunn as if he's no expendable. pun intended a hired gun or easily replaceable it's this weird naivete like childlikeness about how the world works because that's how children think that's how mm-hmm. children think comics work children think comics are just like a documentary <laughs> and like spider mans is really doing shit uh, you know like he's a real person like like it's, it's, i'm very interested in how these so many grown people this fandom culture is kind of arresting their um critical faculties at this weird level yeah Yeah. it is
1: strange but i think it goes back to what you said earlier uh shannon about how like some of these people have no idea what it's like to to put in the type of effort to get things like this done Mm. you know i think um like t just pointed out you know the way the world works, man, when you have bills, responsibilities, things of that sort, you know how, you know, things don't come easily, you know. And, and there is this sort of childlike naivete that goes into discussing how, the, you know, let's just fight. Like I, some comments say, let's just get rid of the entire cast of Gale- Gale- little I'm having a tongue tie. Guardians of the Galaxy, let's just replace the entire cast, you'll destroy the entire property, man. There's a lot of people that are invested in that franchise and in the actual people portraying those characters. So if all of a sudden, uh, you know, Drax is played by, you know, The Rock Mm -hmm. or something, or, you know, just to give an example, you know, I don't think it'll have the same impact as it had before, you know, and and people don't take those kinds of things into consideration. Just, let's just cancel the entire movie and replace the cast. It's like, what? Are you kidding me? Are you serious?
2: Yeah, Disney doesn't want to uh, do that. People who are invested in it don't right. want to do that. Yeah, it's like people uh, like uh, Meryl Streep got criticism for not coming out sooner about Harvey Weinstein. And it's like, mm-hmm. I get she sh- like people should have or like Tarantino should have, but it's like when someone has that, could ruin your career, could ruin your life. Like she yeah, should have, uh. but if you've never been in that position, I don't know if you should. J- I mean, obviously there's some cases where it's like, yeah, she- someone should have done something i don't know i because i've been in that position multiple times so when i was younger i really regret not doing the right thing but it's also like i was young like this person True. you know i don't know it's uh
0: one thing one thing that was happening before people started speaking out in support of him there was this kind of like watch list on twitter and like these threads where people were just kind of like it's been a couple of hours and here are all the people who are not saying anything i started on twitter started <laughs> your hands and they, a <laughs> list of all these people who weren't giving um public statements denouncing them like and they're trying to, to cancel people who weren't even part of the guardians
2: <laughs> of the galaxy tra- like franchise Johansson who had nothing to do with any of it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly like not even the guardians of the galaxy cast but they're like you know chris evans what are you gonna say you know and they're just trying to goad people into denouncing and they're not even part of the guardians of the galaxy movie mm-hmm. but then the guardians of the galaxy cast not only didn't denounce him but it actually came out um support again which was really um got on the nerves but then i saw another thread a couple of days ago where a lot of people were jumping on and starting this narrative like here's a list of all the people who have unfollowed james oh, uh,
2: oh
0: so, let's cheer them. so
2: pathetic and weird
0: <laughs> yeah but but listen is how weird it was they are saying like chris evans he doesn't follow him anymore so and so and it got to the point Chris Evans and Don Cheadle both tweeted and quote-tweeted each other saying, we never followed James Gunn to begin with, so we never unfollowed him. <laughs> like, uh, we, we we support James Gunn, we just weren't following him. And then people got mad at them for that. So So they went from saying support these people for unfollowing him to getting mad at them for pointing out that they never actually unfollowed James Gunn and they actually still support him <laughs> and then it became cancel um, Chris Evans and cancel uh, Don Chiedo and it's just kind of weird like there's no sense of humanity or caring about people like they just objectified him into the characters you know mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. it's fine just as long as the characters are there and we can enjoy them fuck people
2: well, something that I really I was reading up on too is when James Gunn was a little kid he was in Catholic school and a priest was like molesting kids and he told his parents oh, wow. and they wouldn't no one would do anything about it he was not molested but he was like hey you know this this guy is giving kids beer and making them watch porn with him i really and they're like oh whatever james and that like sort of traumatized him and i think i don't know mm. but i feel like some of the jokes he made might have been especially the ones about catholic stuff like you never stop and consider someone's experience not that that's the same as if he had actually been molested but i'm like have you actually read up on him and he's been very upfront about like denouncing predators and stuff I'm like sometimes dark jokes come from those they were bad jokes they weren't good, but I'm like yeah. no what But no one wants to. No one wants to look at any kind of nuanced, you know, or complicated. I
0: usually. I don't think it's dangerous if you have somebody who both apologizes and actually corrects their behavior mm-hmm. before they get into the really big trouble. If you don't let that matter, I mean, it wasn't like he was hiding it. He no, he
2: wasn't. It and and he it's stopped. also not like he assaulted he anybody. Like yeah, I'm very yeah, much. True. I'm yeah. very very like I uh, got a lot of weirdos because I tweet a lot about like Devin Ferrati, Max Landis, people who are like predators. I think there should be. Yeah. i have no patience are for like well you know people can change i was like i don't care if they change. like they've done they had their chance but when you just make bad yeah. jokes i'm like come on
0: yeah yeah it's, it's it's very it's very weird that yeah actual predators are still around mm-hmm. but down top of that like someone who stops doing that you give no incentive for people to apologize for anything or even try to change like like and not just that you're setting up your own favorites like you know mm-hmm. Because one d- one day is gonna be one of your oh, own yeah. Oh, yeah and when you have this zero tolerance thing, it's gonna really yeah. um uh, bite you in the ass. And it doesn't work on the alt-right because the alt-right doesn't hold themselves to any standards No,
2: they don't you know. No, they don't. I
0: Yeah, it's it's only gonna hurt you. Uh speaking of like real life things that he's done that are go against that narrative, you um shared something about him and Dylan Sprouse and Jared Leto. I thought mm-hmm. this was a good example of someone whose actual real life actions, um, are actually like act anti-predator.
2: Yeah, he. Well, I had no, one of my uh, friends on Twitter had told me about like a long time ago. James Gunn was on Ambien. It's funny that he was on Ambien because that was Roseanne's excuse too. But James Gunn was like messed yeah. up on Ambien on a live stream or something, and we started talking about like Jared Leto has sex with underage groupies. He's like a predator. Blah blah. And then I think they deleted it. But later on, Colin Spross said something about uh, about James Gunn and us uh, like DMing models, like trying to DM slide on people. And James replied something like, "Oh, he does it to ones that aren't underage now." or something. And I don't like Jared Leto being preying on like teenage girls is not like a well-known thing. I think Jared Leto has also been very very supportive of certain actresses who have come forward in Me Too and has been like I don't know. But the fact that he is the only person I those are the only two people I can think of who in this you know Jared Leto is the Joker now. He's got a big career in this all this this comic book stuff. And uh, he I, I don't know if he ended up deleting it or if he's been more uh vocal about it. And James Gunn also the that Catholic priest I was talking yeah, about, he named yeah. him. Publicly. I mean I think he was dead at that point. But I don't think he's like he does not hesitate, it seems to me. Again, I don't know him to I think that's and that's someone's we're talking about somebody's character or what you can see of their their character in their public persona. When he could just kept his mouth shut about it, it, would be easier for him.
0: Another thing, Shannon, there was this uh thing I didn't read about it yet, but in addition to Sarah Jiang, which was a similar case of uh the alt right disingenuously like weaponizing uh outrage to go after somebody where they tried to paint Sarah Jeong as being anti-white. Uh, yeah. There's something that happened between video game people, right? Like Guild Wars 2. Yes. Do you know the background behind that?
2: I know the basics of it. Uh, I had... Uh, what had happened... I think her name was Jessica Price. Because I, cause I saw everybody... I follow a bunch of games people and everyone was like upset about it. But I was like on vacation or something. I was like, I'll read about this later. Uh, what had happened... Yeah, is Jessica Price. Um, and she had a thread where she was just sort of talking about her experience and writing stuff and MMOs like in uh, uh, video games. And like a YouTuber who I think is like a Twitch partner with her company said something to her. And he wasn't super rude, but he was sort of explaining stuff that she knew back to her kind of. Like he wasn't was being manspl- terrible. Was he,
0: was he mansplaining?
2: He was mansplaining <laughs> okay. a little bit. I, I don't, But I don't think, I think I would have just ignored him. But also yeah. he really shouldn't have. And then what she said was like, uh, she was like, allow me a person who does not work with you explain to you how you how you do your job and then she just called him a rando hat and all this stuff and then she's like cussing and whatever and then she and someone else her coworker who defended her got fired and it's like no one knows what it's like to be a woman on the internet and people are constantly either they're commenting on your appearance they're harassing you they're explaining your own jokes back to you they're explaining your work to you like every single day and i think she kind of snapped at someone a little bit and he was someone who worked with their company so she got fired. I don't think she should have been fired um but I-, I felt bad for her it was unprofessional but it's like what we were talking about earlier people don't understand what it's like to be in that position it's not like she said anything offensive or told him to go kill himself or something like that
0: yeah and it's messed up because you have people <sighs> like Tucker Carlson who say like uh heinous things or mm-hmm. people like um Andrew Sullivan who works for New York Magazine and he's been on record saying some terribly racist stuff and going to bat for the bell curve. You know, it's, mm. it's like, I feel like a lot of people in the center and the left kind of hold themselves to a standard that's very impractical, but then also kind of end up kneecapping themselves because mm. the other side is not doing the same thing.
2: No, and I think a lot of it too was she became, it was like a liability cause like Reddit or whatever was really mad. And the, the company was like, uh, the, the, about her and her coworker, their attacks on the community were unacceptable and it's like the community it's like what you what the consumer wants they get to control us they get to control us. it's just like they didn't yeah. stand up for her we're talking about loyalty they did not you know
0: and there's something tough with comics and video games is that sad to say even though thanks to the media like the gaming media and the comics media and the vocal minority will make you think that these fields are way more progressive than they are you know you see all these mm-hmm. um gamer media people and comics media people writing for these sites and they look like you know the tumblr crowd i think a lot of them Mm -hmm. probably get to start writing on blogs and tumblr sites
2: like waypoint and kotaku and stuff do have are a lot more progressive and then the comment sections are just
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly the comments would be like totally uh different and i think it kind of emboldens a lot of these creators or companies or studios to want to pander to these people because they start believing oh there's way more of these people than really exists and then what Mm -hmm. ends up happening is either a lot of their um progressive pandering doesn't actually sell because a lot of like the reactionary white men like um who are the base aren't liking it or even worse they end up getting outraged and attacking like marvel had to walk back a lot of it i mean whether you argue whether marvel was truly progressive or just trying to pander to tumblr like Regardless of the sincerity or not, they were trying to push a lot of diverse characters and mm-hmm. have like queer characters and all this stuff. They had to push. They got pushed back on so hard, and there was that whole uh, comics gate thing that uh, yeah. they've pretty much walked like everything back. <laughs> that uh, sucks.
2: I haven't really kept up with that. I don't keep up with comics that much, yeah. but it sucks if the backlash if they
0: i mean to be honest a lot of the stuff wasn't very good but mm-hmm. then again a lot of the stuff that panders to like middle-aged white guys wasn't particularly good either like if if, if quality was enough to um cause it not to be published there'd be a lot of popular comic books that would not uh <laughs> be in be in existence like like what they were doing for um for minority and queer characters wasn't necessarily that much worse than a lot of hip hit books that pander to the old old white men with the exception of one called america there's one called america that was about this um latina superhero that one was really bad like, like, like it was just harry potter but everyone instead of powers had an oppressed identity so it was like
2: oh just like the burger king kids club captain planet kind of thing
0: y- yeah yeah exactly so so picture like the girl goes to like a harry potter type of university and everybody has like powers instead of like magic on just like weird intergalactic or magical campus but mm-hmm. their powers seem secondary to the dark like identity so there's like hey i'm body positive you know <laughs> and my power is this and i'm fat and hey i'm such and such and you know it's very
2: a very shallow yeah uh obvious yeah
0: yeah uh. and, it, and it was very very calling attention to itself and very like proud of itself and patting itself on the back there was no even real story there but basically they had to walk it all back but that fan base did not exist to the i to the level that thought they did i also mm-hmm. suspect a lot of those people don't actually spend that much money they just like to pirate things or capture the gifs to make you know you know like For, yeah,
2: social capital on tumblr or whatever
0: yeah yeah like i don't because if you if you look online they're not really those people don't really do like very big reviews of the books really they just kind of isolate certain gifs and just say like yes
2: yeah because I, I think i am more than a lot of uh leftists I do, I do care a lot about representation. I do think, because like I, some of my research into it, I do think it does. It can have like a legitimate impact, like a contact hypothesis and parasocial relationship theory. Like people who are prejudiced against gay people who watch Will and Grace, of all things, it actually helped with their prejudices. Like they've, like there's been a study about it and stuff. But when it's like really shallow, like okay, can we capture this market kind of like, like we had talked about the Ghostbusters movie and all this kind of stuff, or like Wonder Woman or anything like that, or. The way people will go to bat for something or at least like you're saying go to bat for it on the internet and then not buy it not actually support the creators not support them when they're under attack by all right people like i don't i don't know what what good it does to just have a very shallow because i know like there is a market for it i don't watch it but i know steven universe is huge right now
0: oh yeah and it's, it's
2: like a very progressive show made by like a, a bisexual woman i think and it's very overtly queer like legend of Korra is very there is a market for it if it's Good.
0: Yeah, that's the key. If it's if it's good,
2: which I think is a very and not shallow pandering to. But then people will accuse everything of like all right, people they'll look at Star Wars has a woman in it now, so it's pandering to SJWs and they've ruined Star Wars because there's a a black person and a woman in it, so it's bad now. It's like it's so especially doing film stuff online. I would never make a Star Wars video. I just couldn't handle. Like I'm pretty tough when it comes to harassment, whatever. But it would just be. It wouldn't be worth how angry people would be at me for talking about a movie. It's yeah,
0: silly. a lot of people that, you know, I thought were kind of like friends got like really mad at uh, me for tweeting and making fun of the new Star Wars movies to the point that like, people were like, are you going to talk about it on the podcast when I get, you know what? It's really not worth it. Like, uh, I think no matter what side you come on, with that movie that movie is just very it's a it's very triggering for a lot of people on both sides like you know Mm -hmm. like like if you like it a lot of people would be like oh man you're you're giving into like pandering or whatever and if you don't like it people like oh you must dislike it for alt-right reasons you're a closeted uh misogynist and whatever it's 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 Mm -hmm. very interesting how that
2: that's the thing that's the thing too it's a pop culture it's like a product it's Disney. It's got, like millions yeah, exactly. and millions of dollars went into it. It's all and all these movies are directed by straight white men too, and it's fair. Yeah. Like I, don't, I, mean, I haven't seen the new Star Wars movies. I know it means a lot to certain people, whatever. I, but I don't. I can't. I'm not gonna make myself pretend to care about. Not that people are necessarily pretending to care either. But I'm not gonna pretend to care about Star Wars to try to be more progressive. I'm like I know like actual <laughs> marginalized creators who are working really hard to make weird stuff who will never get a chance because people only want to support this stuff
0: well that's a funny thing with a lot of these people and we pointed this out before like i want to do a show about actual black owned black created like uh comics because a lot of these Mm -hmm. people they only care insofar as people are getting representation at the big two companies or the big three movie studios but an actual black or queer created comic or movie show or or television show or movie that is not getting co-signed sponsored like the white mainstream establishment Mm -hmm. they have no interest in so there's like 10 20 30 minority owned and done independent comics and movies just languishing that these people have no interest in but if uh they make a black iron man who's a woman you know even if it's written by a white man like uh this Mm -hmm. white man brian michael bendis created a, a black female iron man and yes, yes, that's right. She's a she's a girl, but she's Iron Man. <laughs> uh, they yeah. got really excited, but but it's written by a white guy. Same with the, the Black Spider Man. There's the like the Miles Morales, which is mm-hmm. written by the same white written and created by the same white guy. The, mm-hmm. the Miles Morales, which is written by even, the same even, white written and oh, created by the same white guy. To go
1: guy. along with that, even original black characters are not as supported as you know the more established mainstream characters when they bring them into let's say like when um uh what's, what's the guy's name. In uh, the Avengers with the wings, Falcon. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he he actually became took up the mantle of Captain America not too long ago, and you know a lot of people were happy about that. But you know his character by itself was never really that lauded in in the community like that. I just find that yeah. odd as well.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point too
2: maybe people just want that mainstream approval or to be a part of it yeah i think that's I guess. what i and is, they so. don't really care about creatives and marginalized yeah it's because like i said i do think yeah yeah, yeah because important, you know, too, funny? it's funny <sighs> because it's
1: like a built-in audience for it to a degree and you're almost like forcing people to accept like i'll give you a perfect mm-hmm. example of that um they've been trying to work gay characters into Marvel and DC for several years now. For some reason, they have this fear in their head, like they can't make up an original character who happens to be gay and, and get people interested. So what they'll do is they'll take like an, a well-established character, but not quite the guy. They won't go all the way with it. So they won't make Superman be gay, but mm-hmm. they'll take, you know, someone who's semi-popular, but is established and then make that character... Gay after all these years, or something like, <laughs> like that. Ice like Iceman. Like Iceman, Ice, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, they'll make Iceman, but they'll never make like Wolverine or a Cyclops like gay. Right. Which in itself is kind of like insulting because it's like, okay, if it's really that cool to be gay, just let, like, for example, mm-hmm. they just make Batman gay. I mean, he's right. pretty much, he's pretty much gay already like you know just just go all the way i mean like there's like all these stories like uh batman especially back in the days was very campy and they would have weird things like he was living in a house that's full of men it was him um (laughs) alfred the boy Dick Grayson and they would have all these crazy panels where they they shared a bed, they're in bed together <laughs> and the story would open. The story the story would open where, you know, the sun is coming up and they're both in bed. And there's, it's, it's just like a lot of weird things, you know? And then I'm like, you know that's actually not that much of a reach. It's actually believable right. to have Batman just be gay, then make like say Iceman someone else gay. Like there's a lot of like, they made history. one of the
1: Green Lanterns gay. Yeah, like, but it
0: wasn't even like Lan- it wasn't even yeah, the it was, mainstream it a- lantern. It was uh it was alternate earth green lantern it
1: was like yeah it's really weird that how they so it's in reality they yeah. you know it's not even that brave of a of a decision you know yeah, when they pull not, those kinds of stunts it's like
2: they're not gonna take a risk yeah. right you're not
1: really taking a risk like it's, it's not a risk to make iceman gay or, or <laughs> you know Make the Flash or Superman or Batman gay. Like, I mean, it's not, it it is a risk to make those mainstream Mm -hmm. characters. Yeah. But it's not like a risk to, you know, make uh, Green Lantern number 672 (laughs) from Earth 4 gay. You know what I mean? Like,
2: Mm-hmm. But it's they like, seem to. Or oh, go ahead, sorry.
1: No, but they won't stop doing that because no one seems to really call them the carpet about it. You know, people are just happy to have that representation in in that mainstream format. So at least I haven't really heard of anyone really calling them the carpet about that.
2: I know in the uh, Red Letter Media review of Solo, they talked about how the writers or the directors or something in an interview, there someone was like, "Could Lando be pansexual?" And the person was <laughs> like, "Ah." Sure and then everyone's yeah. like oh my god lando's pansexual and <laughs> with Dumbled- about that. <laughs> dumbledore being gay after right. the fact you're not like what is <sighs> that's so <laughs> lame there's no, oh, yeah. there's nothing brave about that. There's nothing. And it's like, it's one thing if you have a character who that's your intent and it's like kind of ambiguous because you can't, because of the studio, then someone asks you and you're like, yeah, actually that was my vision. I thought that was important. I couldn't really do it. That's one thing. But then it's like, oh, it's convenient and it makes you look progressive and you did nothing.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh,
2: like, we, we oh my it, God. I
1: think we talked about that particular issue in an episode too, about <laughs> the Lando.
2: Show.
0: Y- yeah. Yeah. And, and actually <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because I'm actually going to... To unlock that one because we had some extra um, premium episodes, mm-hmm. like so. I I'll want have to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, about uh, 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 yeah, we did one about um, pansexual Lando. I think the title <laughs> of the episode was actually pansexual Lando. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> so silly. And like yeah. I'm. I'm a queer person, and it matters yeah. to me. Like, Hannibal is my favorite TV show, and if you want to watch something where people are, like, really gay, right. and really, like, men are in love with each other, and they're, like, the main characters, and it's really overt. but You know, it's also, it, they had a gay showrunner who had a bunch yeah. of queer actors on the show who cared about it and who pushed for it and got NBC's respect, and then it didn't, it got canceled because nobody watched it. What was cool <laughs> about, What was
0: cool about that show was, it started out like seeming like it was gonna be like really bad queer baiting where they're like mm-hmm. kind of like sherlock mm-hmm. but then Ugh, by the final yeah. se- but then by the final season they did everything short of just having him say you know i'm gay for you like like, like they mm-hmm. really uh made it as overt as you can without using the actual like i don't think they ever actually used the word gay but didn't they use the word yeah. like you know like love like he loves you so- or someone
2: calls them murder husbands
0: Yeah. That's said
2: in the show. I know, and there's two, I don't want to spoil it for people, but there's two main female characters who end up together, who are like queer. Yeah. Like bandwidth. really, and they actually have. I think they did it on purpose. They have like a happy ending. Yeah, they're not like killed off. They're not. And yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Will and Hannibal are in love with each other, and it's like Will can like can he get away? from, it's an abusive relationship or whatever, but it is a very overtly queer. And like the main villain in the last season is played by Richard Armitage, who's a gay actor. And there's a bunch of like raw Aspar's oh, bisexual. Oh, I didn't
0: know Richard Armitage was gay. I'm pretty crazy. sure he's gay. I didn't
2: he, uh, and Ross Bars is bi- openly bisexual. Like I said, Brian Fuller's gay. There's other people who work. But It's like you put someone in charge who's a really good artist who is also a, a, a member of a marginalized community who cares about this, right. and he's taking older characters, but he didn't make, it's like, oh, okay, I'll make this one character gay. It was also like uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character was originally white, and there's a couple other characters he made female, but it's like this is what's natural to my vision for this show, and I'm going to really, really commit to it, and, and I have so much respect any for him. And he made the two most
0: major characters uh, gay. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like just like, the newspaper guy and... Yeah, and guy. his
2: boyfriend. Yeah, yeah he made yeah. them... You know who I... Go ahead, I'm uh, sorry. Oh, no, yes. Yeah, I was just... That's my example that I always go to. of like, you can do this. Like, it's, right. it, it didn't you do great in thought, ratings. Um, I thought
1: the, uh, the the show The Exorcist did a pretty good job with the father I've heard Marcus it's really character.
2: Good. I've heard it's really, really good. Mm. Yeah. I didn't even know
0: there was an Exorcist show. Is this currently airing?
1: No, they, they uh, canceled it after the second season, unfortunately. It was probably the best show going on Fox. And, you know, of course... All the good shows. Gonna oh wait, end up wait! Canceled. It was on.
0: It was on Fox. They had The Exorcist yeah. show. Yeah.
1: Uh huh. And oh, one wow. of the uh, the main characters was uh, this guy named Father Marcus, and he was gay. But it, it um what was interesting about how they portrayed that character is that's it a, showed...
0: that's a hell of a reach a, a gay priest,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but I, I thought that one of the things that was interesting with that is they actually. So the, the, the internal struggle that he went through um, with that identity, but also, you know, caring very much about the priesthood, you know, I, mm-hmm. I thought that was a very interesting uh, way that they, I thought that they did it very well. But, you know, I'm not a member of that community, so, you know, maybe I could be wrong about that. But I thought it was a very organic and tasteful way that they treated that, that um Scenario. You guys it sounds, it, it
0: sounds sympathetic too, which is good. Because it is. It I, is good. I, I feel it like I feel like it could be very easy to caricature a gay priest as just being like a monster. No, it, no, of, like, not at
1: all. I mean, yeah. It, it, to me, I, I I think it did a wonderful job um, humanizing him and really just portraying you know his struggle you know between that and his faith and you know things that were going on in the church at the time and, and he's a very heroic character he's kind of edgy too at the same time so I, I thought it was they did a great job with that
2: that sounds awesome I, I yeah. haven't want to watch that. I have a friend who's like a member of the queer community who's like it's so good I really and I'm like I yeah I'm it's gonna watch a
1: great it. show I loved it. I hate that they canceled it especially like the way they canceled it you know just kind Did of Did it like, end
0: like on a cliffhanger
1: or something? Yeah man oh, you know so. it's one of those yeah. Oh, I, yeah I hope maybe maybe in some in the future Netflix picks it up or something Well it was like uh, yeah.
2: Fuller had was uh, was a showrunner on Dead Like Me, and one of the main characters, the like dad, was gay and in the closet. And mm-hmm. then he left the show, and they made the character straight. Like that kind <laughs> oh, of stuff happens. Wow. He wow. was so he talks about it in interviews, and I wonder because I think MGM had something to do with Dead Like Me, and he openly like shit talked them. And then when he's trying to get the rights to Clary Sterling from MGM, he couldn't get them. I wonder if mm-hmm. that kind of I don't know that that was because I did a lot of research on it for a video, but it's sort of like he was very vocal about how that much, as a gay man how much that upset him.
0: I'm very yeah. surprised they made the person straight again they just like
2: completely changed it after he left i I didn't watch it like i said this is just from his interviews but Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. the the kind of stuff at like marginalized creators what they what you have to go through what you have to push for to get this stuff on air uh it does suck it's really difficult um and the fact that people just want to studios just want to do very safe like like kate mckinnon's character in ghostbusters paul feig wanted to make her gay and Sony was like, We cannot have a lesbian Ghostbuster. No, like, she's a gay woman. Oh, uh,
0: that's that's ridiculous. God damn,
2: yeah. Uh, Paul Feig talked about it a little bit in interviews, so then everyone's like, Oh my god, this is you know, alt right people hate Ghostbusters. This is amazing. I'm like, They wouldn't let her be gay. You think that's progressive? Right. They hate it There's,
1: anyway, they're gonna hate on it regardless. Yeah, so you might as well do what the hell you want to do,
0: but but yeah, also, but, but, but also yeah. shows the extent to which these people aren't don't deserve the um accolades they're getting for being they progressive. Don't. Yeah. They
2: don't, she's a gay actress, let her be a gay character. It's 20, it was like. Like 2016 or whatever right. like who no one would have been that people are already upset people are already were like sending rape threats to leslie jones and all this like the letter right. be. but no they're like no we got to play it safe but then <laughs> uh, in the in the public they're like we're so brave we're so great for doing this for taking you know, it, established property and yep. turning them women it's
0: kind of like black <laughs> panthers it's kind of like black panthers and the politics of black panthers Like they got so mm-hmm. much props for being like pro-black and progressive but it's like the the ruler of a The autocratic monarch of uh, (laughs) African nations working with the CIA to depose the anti uh, imperialist, rightfully replacement leader like there's a there's a inherited monarch who's autocratic who is working with the cia to help fight the guy who replaced him fair and square who wants to fight against imperialism like you know and he's working with the cia to stop um the freedom fighter who wants to help black people all around the world and people are like oh my god this movie is so pro black and so this and <laughs> And that. And it's like oh my god the, the cia and the u.n are the good guys in this one and he creates like a, a school of coding in the hood that's his big <laughs> that's his big <laughs> get back like you know you know
1: what's funny is there wasn't a a bit of irony pointed out in that whole scenario either and how I mean, that played out like they just totally glossed over that that paradox if you want to call it that like
0: and a lot of the people who want to believe it was progressive when you point this stuff out to them they're still like fighting it goes oh no no that's not well, those are
1: those are representation matters yeah you know people mm-hmm and so I do know. think
2: it does I'm very like I said I do think it does matter but like be smart about it and like actually care don't feel good because you bought a ticket to Wonder Woman it doesn't make you a good person and you're not helping no. any people yeah uh.
0: and 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 don't be afraid to you can still you know part of the problem is too there's this thing where you either have to be a total cheerleader or stand for something mm-hmm. or be a total hater for it so yes, then yes because they believe that that's a great
1: point yeah
0: yeah, yeah because they yeah. believe Wonder Woman or Lady Ghostbusters or Black Panther there is doing something good they have to like love everything it. about mm-hmm. it and not be willing to hold his feet to the fire on anything mm-hmm. and you can like something and still criticize them i mean that's what being an adult is like you know you can criticize your kid or your parents and still love them yeah. and still mm-hmm. think they're like a net positive in your life but that, that's another way these people are childish because that's how children think when children <laughs> are like mad at their parents for something they're like yell i hate you mom like you know mm-hmm. and um uh, They'll, like, forget everything good, like their parent did. Like, it's part of that same childishness, I think, that manifests a lot of ways with yeah. these
1: people. It's a petulance, in a sense, you know? It is. It's that type of petulance. And it's like the parent that gives the child everything, and then, you know, they say no one time, and, you know, it's the, the end of the world, you know? They're, they're a horrible yep. parent all of a sudden, you know? It's a, it's a similar reaction. But, I mean, I, these, these to, to tie it kind of back to the James Gunn situation, it's kind of like that and what what ended up happening with him. I know that um, we talked about like nuance not being allowed to be a part of the discussion when it came to James Gunn and, you know, some of the experience that he had in the past and things like that. I think that like now, man, there's certain words, certain topics that are so verboten, you know, that even when it comes up, you immediately have to destroy the person that's associated with the word, you know, pedophilia being one of those things. And I think that's what ended up happening with that guy. So we couldn't even bother to look at some of the things that may have happened with him in the past. Some of the stuff that Shannon touched on, you know, what happened with him, with the Catholic priests and things like that when he was a child, some of the causes that he's uh taken up and spoken out about yeah or speaking no one out against at, like real life, out against real life pedophilia mm-hmm. like no yeah, one yeah. yeah no one's gonna bother to look at that like we just know okay he made bad jokes pedophilia pedophilia oh, oh nope cancel cancel you know fuck nuance you know that's kind of like where people are now so and, and it's that similar type of petulance that that just uh, it pervades everything man it's
0: i don't know i have nothing else to add but uh, if you guys have any final thoughts, uh, I'll give the floor to you guys. To... I think I just said mine, so
1: <laughs> Shannon.
2: For me, uh, one thing I did tweet about—it's very this whole thing—it's really personal to me because I uh, grew up on the internet. I, uh, you know, in the mid 2000s, I was a teenager. I made posts on a lot of forums. My by the time I had Twitter, I didn't do this, but I used a lot of language I don't use now. I said a lot of stuff. I used slurs and stuff. I was like sort of an edgy kid on the internet, and if people... I mean, some of the stuff I said was as bad as what James Gunn said. I'm very open about it. I don't pretend to... you know what I mean? I'm not acting like I've always been perfect. But I'm like, i my YouTube channel is called Streety Movies, and I was tweeting like, you know, if you have a problem with anyone who has ever said anything problematic, I have bad news about the YouTube channel, Strucci Movies because you'll hate me, and I can't change who I was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Literally nothing I can do can change what I said, but I've changed as a person, and I'm not going to say, you know, I have posts on the internet where I said, like, retard, or I said faggot or whatever, and I'm like, now I think that's awful. I don't think it's funny, but I, you know, I, but I... I, don't
0: I, didn't know even I, know until, I I didn't even know until recently that tranny was a slur. That's got, the thing,
2: too. Yeah, I've known people. I've known uh, comics who had no idea. I talked to, like, an older relative once who was like, oh, my God, I had no idea. Uh, and it is and it's a very like that's the thing yeah,
0: and, and what was funny was somebody was calling me out for an old tweet i guess it starts my name in tranny mm-hmm. and then um oh, i was like you know i didn't know that was a slur but i haven't like used that like in years but they were calling me the n-word in the oh. tweets that they were calling me out which is oh my god which is like you're you're knowingly you're knowingly using like uh a slur this has to, to, yeah this has to be kind of bad faith uh yeah yeah. Yeah, so then, yeah so then i'm like uh why am i gonna apologize to you like it's uh <laughs> you yeah, know it, but 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 they felt they had license to do it because i had used the word tranny in the past even if it was um unknowingly using the slur they felt they gave them license to knowingly use a slur back on me which kind of shows the kind of bad faith that some of this mm-hmm. stuff happens in. And Ooh. for
2: me, like, I, living in the South, I have a lot of friends who are trans who, like... I have a friend who got evicted for being trans on, like, three days' notice. And I have right. friends who almost got beat up for going to a Waffle House bathroom. A single saw uh, bathroom. Like, physical violence. Not Like, it's... I understand why people are upset about it and why they go so far because it is so hard, like for that specific community the way people are dehumanized and like legally not allowed to use the bathroom and stuff it's so just i get so upset you know so i get people but it's also like people don't grow up on tumblr they don't know a lot of people have never met a trans person and they obviously shouldn't say disgusting dehumanizing things but i've known most multiple people in my personal life who are good people who did not know that was a slur but the second that's the thing too the second i explain it to them they're like i'm sorry i won't say that again they're, it's like you evolve and not Again. that you have to cap- capitulate to every single demand but when you realize you're hurting someone you should right. be given the option to evolve that's how i feel about it because i'm getting a little uh, worked up but yeah i feel <laughs> like this all this stuff it, like working in and film and knowing so many people in these communities and all this i i feel i have a lot of feelings about it but yeah that's my that was my main thing of like i understand why people are upset but you have to like people you gotta let people be human and find people who are actually predators who are actually bigots and and target them
0: Um, the last thing, the last thing I'll say, um, do you want to give people like, uh, a description of your YouTube channel and like, uh, maybe your favorite uh suggested um starting thing for your youtube channel because i was going to suggest the eating in car eating in the car thing but <laughs> no, you said that's not i need uh, to
2: delete that <laughs> i've thought about deleting it but i'm like i should let that's the same thing with not deleting those old forum posts i'm like it's my my problematic past my terrible unfunny videos um uh a lot of what i'm working on now is a series called uh fake friends which is about parasocial relationships which is a one-way relationship with a celebrity or a media figure um where you feel like you're their friend and they don't know you at all Ooh. and it's the our culture has completely like people uh, exploit audiences with this but then audiences feel like it's a personal betrayal when someone does something wrong and i think that's really fascinating i've been doing a ton of research on that so the first fake friends episode that one is i'm about to release the second one which is like two hours long it's like a feature length thing um also i uh yeah
0: i, th- I saw the first one It was pretty good
2: Thank you. Yeah, I'm really cool. uh, excited. I don't know when this episode will be out, if the second one will be out uh, by then. I hope everyone checks that out. And I think my uh, video games essay is a good way to, one to start with. It's pretty light. It's about like the nature of art criticism and like our, the, our video games art debate, which I think is a dumb debate.
0: The first one I saw from you after the uh, eating in the car one was, so you want to be a film nerd mm-hmm. uh, series. I, th- I thought that was pretty good. I enjoyed that one.
2: Thank you yeah
0: I, I I learned about the whole uh debate between what is it Andrew, is it Andrew Sarkis and Pauline kale about mm-hmm. like there's a lot of good information about film beefs I, I didn't know there were film critic beefs and stuff oh and they're like, petty children
2: and they all yes, terrorists and yes. yeah they're it's oh like people what? who never is, had is a right
0: is that right Andrew Sarkis and Pauline I think kale. it's circus there... I
2: haven't uh, I think it's Andrew Circus. That one I made a couple of years ago. That's the auteur theory auteur the- video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one, people like that one a lot. That would be if you're looking at the film nerd stuff. That was a series. I was in film clubs and I really had a problem with how elitist film culture is. But also people like never want to watch a black and white movie or a foreign movie and I wanted to try to bridge the gap and I think people yeah it's about being anti elitist and being accessible and for people who like can't afford to go to film school or whatever I wanted to have like an introduction and people are like oh I'll t- this person's an auteur like tour theory it's like well all of the auteur critics were like straight white men who thought women's films were awful and they said Kurosawa wasn't Japanese enough whatever like and i i want to this whole thing of like trying to bring stuff to light or um i worked on that series for a while and then i got tired of talking about movies and i stopped but i am really proud of what i did especially because i didn't really know what i was doing at that point
0: yeah d what was good about this one i think it was your first at least your first film uh related one but mm-hmm. it talks about a lot of like inside baseball of uh, film criticism but in a very accessible way Okay. like so i was able to understand a lot of more obscure film video youtube videos as a result of it because thank you then i went then i went down a rabbit hole of a bunch of stuff about auteur circus and kale and i was <laughs> able to understand because a lot of those videos don't really explain stuff they expect you to just know all the uh inside beeps and yeah. whatever and that that video helped you understand like a lot of other youtube videos related That's to so film cool so it's a thank good you. jumping
1: on point okay yeah I think yeah. it's
2: like why make something that only people who already know it will watch it I'm very big on that, like, being educational. I have a problem with a lot of film stuff or, like, feminist stuff online where it's only watched by other film people or other feminists. It's like, what's the point? Yeah, because like, it's
0: impenetrable like, and jargony and
1: whatever.
2: Yeah, I don't want to make... I try, I try really hard not to make anything like that's that. So thank you for saying criticism. that. I appreciate or, yeah, what? Yeah. Sorry?
1: No problem. Yeah. No, I was going right. to say, that's always been a criticism of, like, movies that win the Academy Awards and things like mm-hmm. that. Like, those are movies that are made f- specifically for, you know...
2: Oh i hate the oscars yeah i hate it's so it's such a uh it's so disgusting i really don't like
0: i I also hate how it's been like become like an arbiter for like everything now like you know Mm -hmm. a black movie or a queer movie whatever it's never it it could make like it could break all types of box office records but if it doesn't get an oscar it's not really validated like you know failed yeah yeah yeah
2: the oscars are a joke if you like sit there and learn about like crash won the oscars because they afford they could afford to mail out dvd screeners that was why yeah. that one and then like you'll read people's comments who'd vote on animation the animated films category and they won't even watch them oh Op- they'll only yeah. talk about it in, like it's a joke i oh my god it's very man, much man. like just like liberal back padding about like, how progressive hollywood is when he- weinstein was super involved until very recently like i just can't i just and, hate it and that
0: interviews with uh oscar voters and they were saying stuff like uh i don't like get out because it's playing the race card and it's trying uh, to guilt us and it's like oh my god you sound like uh uh alt-right person like it's yeah. uh why are people weighing you guys so heavily still like as uh moral yeah, authorities on anything yeah. yeah especially after seeing three billboards i'm like if this is a woke movie, you guys have no right critiquing it. That movie was a piece of crap. I couldn't believe it.
2: I never. My favorite movie is by that director. And when I was hearing about it, I was like, I don't want to watch this right now. It's just going to upset me. In Bruges. Uh, my Twitter handle, Plenty of Alcoves, is a references movie in Bruges, which I really yeah, like. Yeah,
0: and, and I've heard good things about that movie but.
2: I, th- I think he's a white Irish dude who should not be talking about racial stuff in it. like I said I haven't seen it but because uh, Inbrush is about like guilt and depression and like Catholic stuff like it's very his area where I feel like he can speak with authority but
0: yeah all right so thanks for joining us uh shannon thank it was you. a great talk it's something i've been meaning from the time i met you in person i said it's gonna have you on and i was just waiting for like, the right topic and uh when i saw this i thought this would be a good a good one well thank
2: you so much for having me on it was great. i'm glad i got to talk about this stuff because obviously i feel very strongly about all this stuff i think it's important
0: yeah and watch shannon's uh videos i'm gonna put the link to her youtube channel in the show notes and stuff but yeah they're very good subscribe to her on youtube
2: thank you very much
0: all right uh so take care everybody it was a good time talking to y'all and let's do it again soon